Listen, I have an idea. An idea. An idea. Whatever today has given you Five eleven headaches still call it Thanksgiving True Welcome to another edition of the Super Duper Pod. I'm your host, Rob Griggs, here with the super producer, Ez McMahon. Yes. <laughs> What's going on, Rob? How you doing, man? I'm good, my man. How about yourself? I'm doing very well. Glad to be here. Again, thank you for checking out the Super Duper Pod. We do not take your listens lightly. Make sure you follow us online at hp53productions.com for our murder. Hurts. You can also find additional content such as the Father Good Podcast. What's the last time we had a pod? And the Easy Smoking GM podcast with our own Esmic Man. You guys record this week? Uh we have not. Okay. But, uh we are I think we will we'll be back next week, hopefully. Well, you know, I mean we could we could do it, we could do a quick sports bite, right? Say goodbye to the NBA. Season's over. We could shout do that. Out, shout out to the Joker, you know what I'm saying? And shout out to the Heat. I thought I thought he's gonna push it to game six, but then Jimmy threw it away. So Hemi Buckets is now back to Jimmy Butler. That was that was a bad, bad shot, bad shot, uh bad shot selection at the end of that game there. Yeah, it was kind of uh, like you gotta give it. I'm sorry. You gotta give it to Miami, man. Um they fought. They did. They and I mean, and they beat I mean, real spill. It's like they beat all of the best teams. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's like, dude, they can't just it's this hard to pull this much magic at their butts when they weren't expected to do it. You know what I'm saying? Beating the Bucks, beating yeah. uh, Boston, and then and even the Knicks was a hot upstart. It was like none of this was easy. So like they all just those, yeah, all those that bus well, off, man. The Knicks were probably they were probably comparable to the Knicks, but uh Milwaukee's a better much better uh, team on paper. Boston's a better team on paper. Denver definitely is a much better team on paper. But uh, but the Heat fought, man. They got you know a great coach in Eric Spolstra, mm-hmm. and um, they got guys that that buy into the system. So hey, my hats off to them. But but Denver, congratulate that. That's a that's a very good basketball team, and they're going to be here for a while. Yeah, yeah. And then, of course, with the NBA being over, the NBA is, is like a 24-7 machine. It always keeps running and rolling. So, you know, this, uh, you know, I don't know if you saw the news, is but one Zion, you know, he's uh, popping and trending. So, you know, I don't want to – people on other pods have said a lot, and I'm going to put allegedly, 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 because, you know, I don't know that man, but just Google Zion and Baby Shower, and you'll get the whole story, right? But I will say it's something that we forget. That these kids, when they come in the league, they are kids. And then after three or four years, they get what, hundreds of millions of dollars? You know what I'm saying? So you're going to make some poor decisions. Uh, (laughs) And he's made the poorest, gotta say. But I I can't berate the man too much. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, hopefully, Mm. I've been saying. well, truly, yeah. Some of this, some of these stuff, he could have been like, "Come on, Zion, you, 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 you should be stupid. You should know better." That's a good point, is. But what mm. I will, <laughs> I'm trying to find some positivity on the side of it because it's like, bro, you might get traded, you might be out of the league, like you messing up, bro. Mm. Like, but you, but you, but you, how you feeling, is? What's going on? Mm. 
No, I'm not going to say a word. Mm. <laughs> right. If Once you Google Zion Williamson baby shower, you will understand why ass is completely avoided uh. this topic. <laughs> What but you again, doing, bro? What you yeah, doing? He wilded, wilded, wilded. I said it to him, what's up, Westside? I sent it to her. She was like, he a nasty ninja. I said, yeah. <laughs> sure is. Sure man, is. Why, why, why she putting all that out there, man? Sure. Yeah, I mean, listen, it's people want the fame. There was some podcast I heard, and it was like, what? I can't. I wish I could cite them, but they were like, before it used to be proximity was better than fame, right? So it was like, it used to be if you were close to a star, that was beneficial to you. So you did a lot to protect that relationship. Does that make sense? It's like, you know, if you if you knew, if you were at a spot, Michael Jordan came in there every time and he recognized you. That's your, the fact that you are close to Michael Jordan and he knows who you are, you're not going to be telling people, Mike here, you know, come through on Thursdays, Mike come through. You're going to keep that to yourself. You're going to keep Mike's secrets if you come in there. And this stuff look fishy, you're going to turn the, turn, you know, close the curtains because the proximities will matter. Right. Now they're saying that no longer matters. We actually, if you're close, the closer you are to somebody, the more likely you are to send them up the creek because you might get some level of fame around it, right? So if you if you show well, some screenshots and you I'm show some sure. whatever, people will make you a star. Now I'm sure it it has helped her a lot. Um, I'm not what, even gonna, what, I'm not even going to publicize who she is. Sure, sure, that would know. But uh, but yeah, I'm sure her. Uh, um, her searches for her name and and her works out there on the on the interwebs, I'm sure. I'm sure it's gone up. Yeah. But I and, think and if it, and it's and it's helped her make make a little little extra coin. But I I really believe if Zion says nothing and then he 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 ball out, phrasing next year because he's been ball has been out. Uh <laughs> man. But if if he balls out, uh I think this stuff will blow away, go away. You know what I'm saying? They're, well, they're, yeah, in time it will. It's just that, yeah, you know, it, it's... the NBA, they're just sending some bread and be like, all right, all right, man, uh, enough's enough. But Google Zion Williamson baby shower. You'll understand as his uh, apprehension. Clearly, he clearly didn't go to the uh, the rookie symposium. He, he Clearly, he was he had things to do. You know what yeah. I'm saying? That's other calls to make. There's a clip, though, of a Pelicans game with Zion is on the bench. I don't know if you've seen it. And Brandon Ingram walks by. But behind the road, it's just like mad groupies just taking random pictures. And it's like, oh, now this makes sense. Zion's just passing out tickets to everybody. Bring your friends. Bring your friends, girls. Bring your friends. I love you all. You can all come live with me. In New Orleans, of all places. So, shout out to New Orleans. But uh, we, but the point I was I think I was gonna make just about the NBA is over, and uh, you know, it's nothing. You know, you're gonna get back your loved ones, uh, because it's just baseball on now. So you know, if you live with somebody who's a sports fanatic, they'll come back and they'll uh be able to spend time with you. You know, we so can you're saying read, people aren't watching baseball. You know, they're not. We can read books. You know, what I'm saying <laughs> we can play board games. Connect with our families. It's like, it's like the pandemic again. Oh, we just was like man. talking with each other more because nobody's watching baseball. Uh, I mean, well, you know, some people are. Like, as you know this, a baseball game is great. I mean, shout out to Comcast and, and the great stuff that you do uh, with NBC Sports and uh, Comcast and the games. You you know, I, I, we watch those here, of, of course, right, as But I mean, these all other, the time. Yeah. These other teams... I mean, you know, who's watching baseball on TV? Nobody. Not going to a baseball game is great. I mean, you know, shout out. Went to the Brewers game over the weekend. Uh, celebrated my mom's birthday in Milwaukee. 
We went to the Brewers game, which was cool. But I mean, I'm getting snacks. You know what I'm saying? I'm running around. We got kids going. I've watched maybe a inning, right? Baseball is about the experience. And it's a localized, it's a localized product, which is why they still make money. Yep. But because basketball is officially over, when's football training camp? July, uh, August. Another month. Yeah. End of July. Yeah, man. So so enjoy this time with your family. You're going to see people you haven't seen in a while, right? They're going to be their normal selves again. You're welcome. Thank the NBA. Well, outside of that, the, the draft for Wimby in 10 days, but you know, know how that's going to go. So it's, be, say, say hi to your loved one. I'm sure you've missed them. So as it's, it's, it's me and you today, man. Uh, something I saw on Instagram, I'm going to pull up this uh, article from Billboard saying how there's no number one hip-hop album this year at this stage in the year. This is the first time since 1993. So as you know, hip-hop has dominated just all music charts for years, man. And uh, since 93, has always been a number one album, right, on the Billboard 100 every year. And, you know, we're, we're six months into the year and nothing has dropped. And it's funny, I was thinking about this outside this article, like even I haven't really been listening to music like that lately. If I have listened, I'm listening like to old stuff or like R and B. You know what I mean? Like it's like I'm listening to old stuff, R and B or podcasts. And I was and I really was just hitting like I don't listen to any new hip hop lately. I was like maybe I'm just getting old, right? But clearly, nobody's listening to new hip hop nowadays. Now Billboard had five reasons why this might be so. What 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 are your thoughts? Is what do you, what do you think? So well. I mean, I'm I'm a little old, you know. I I, I acknowledge that, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, the old man in me says that hip hop is dying a slow death, and we've we've talked about this before, I think, and I think that's part of the reason. Mm-hmm. It's just not good music right now, man. But well, also on a whole, yeah, there there's some you know. Um, some artists out there that are putting out some decent stuff. I actually got a coworker, a younger coworker, um, that he always uh, he, he hits well. me on the Apple Music. Yeah, here's something you you know you'll feel, and, and and you know he's right. You know there there are some a uh, uh, few different few different acts out there that, that that are working, but yeah, on a whole, man, it's the music just isn't. It's not what it was. Yeah. So so no, so Bill, so that kind of leads into Billboard's number one point, a not so starry night. So that's so it's saying like all the stars really last year, 22, remember it was Kendrick Lamar, Drake put out two albums, Future, you know, but Drake versus Kanye, Tyler the Creator, like 22, everybody was throwing stuff out there. And in 23, you know, it's like the the guarantee hitters didn't release anything. So little Dirk, money bag, yo, young boy never broke again. Like yeah, I know little Dirk is just because I live in the same city as Dirk, but I couldn't tell you a Dirk song. I mean, like, nope. If if you played it, I'd probably go, oh, that's Dirk. Got it, got it, got it. So maybe I'm old. But the thing they're saying, just the stars haven't put out the the number one album, which which is a sad sign because that means like okay, then the new these newer artists aren't you know, making enough waves to garner new music and new attention. You know, Megan the Stallion and, you know, we thought, you know, she was smashing us. Uh, Lil Baby got in trouble. 21, 21 Savage, you know what I'm saying? It's like it was happening, but not anymore. Number two is saying that, uh, you know, this views from the top. It is well known that hip hop has reigned as the biggest commercial genre against from Billboard in the United States since 2018. 
current tallies for this year show that genre remains the country's uh that the genre genre remains the country's busy biggest music. In fact, R&B and hip hop is up 6.3% in overall units this year compared to 22, but it's slowly losing its dominance in terms of market share. R&B and hip hop currently account for 26% of this year's market share compared to 27.8% of last year. It's a relatively small dip, but when coupled with the rise in market share for country music, 8.2%, and Latin music, 6.68%, it looks like hip hop is slipping a little in its footing as a near unchallenged, most consumed genre in America. Because again, I think you can tell what's the most popular music by like what's hitting in the commercial. It was always some knockoff hip hop song, right? Some like cheesy, get your fries today, right? <laughs> you know, playlists, huh, right? That's when you knew hip hop was was so dominant. But now you got like Afro beats, there's got K-pop, Mexican music, like a lot of these different genres of music are becoming more popular. And just kind of like you said, hip hop isn't really like, and then again, now this ain't this ain't even old men on the lawn. It's it's real. Like people just trying to get the money, they're trying to get what works. They and and they are bragging about how much how how quickly they're putting music together. You know what I'm saying? It's like I did this in 20 minutes. What was that really your best effort, bro? You know, 20 minutes. <laughs> is, is that your best? I mean, you know. Sure, some ladies would, would disagree. Don't, okay, now I don't matter go that now. way. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Wow. <laughs> 20 minutes. Sorry. Wow. Sorry. Uh, so a third reason they have is uh, old ops and new ops. This is again billboard. Pretty much that a lot of superstars or, or, or people who would have been superstars have been falling victim to gun violence, incarceration, drug abuse, or excessive police surveillance. Like the people who will be popping, you know, are like caught in the mix in the fray, right? Juice World, Pop Smoke. Uh, you know, uh, the, uh, the dudes who got the Rico, right? It's like you, t- you take off got killed, right? And he was a uh, Nipsey Hussle got killed. I mean, Tory Lanez allegedly, or I think he got convicted, shot. You know, Megan Thee Stallion. It's like, dude, all this stuff is happening and going on. So these cats are not the people who probably would have been the stars. Are too busy uh, dealing with these other things, and so you know. Another point they're making is to cut this is chart stagnation, to cut hip hop a bit of slack. The genre's absence at the top of the charts this year is also due to how relatively stagnant the charts have been. With just five titles reaching the top spot on the Billboard 200 and only five new songs hitting the sum of the Hot 100, it's not like there was much room for hip hop to nudge its way in. So it's just like, you know, outside of week number ones, like Weekend, Ariana Grande, it's just certain songs just wasn't moving off the trap. You know what I'm saying? And although a rap song has not, has yet to hit number one this year, the genre has not been completely absent from the top 100, the hot 100. So it's like they have hits on there, like Drake, Search and Rescue, uh, Lil Durk, J. Cole, All My Life, Ice Spice, <laughs> Ice Spice, and Nicki Minaj. So songs are on the hot 100, they're just not hitting the top. Which is different than what they used to be, but is she, you is know, she, is she any good? I think I think it's just a gimmick now. You know what I'm saying? It's just kind of like because again, we were coming. This this old man, I'm alone. I don't care. We were coming up. You had to be called like either your beat was like stupid, or the lyrics were crazy, or the song was catchy enough. Like okay, we we can agree. Nelly ain't like he ain't like hitting you with Nas type bars, right? 
but the brother know how to put a song together. You know what I'm saying? Country grab. Listen, when when EI dropped, it was like, hold on now. Uh 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 uh. Wait a minute now. Y'all just saying it. Uh oh. Country grammar. I'm a sucker for cornrows, manicured toes, thin capri pants, a pair of suit gold. Man. Maybe he got, was, that was a decent album. Maybe he was spinning. I'm not giving him credit, man. Then he could pre-pass the parachute goes. That was there was a time when he was the only one that was selling music, man. Him and, and Heaven Broski. And, 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 and he and went him and diamond twice. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He went diamond twice. You can't tell Nelly nothing. He went diamond Black, twice. Dog. How, and, he's still getting paid off hiding here. You understand? And the greatest video of all time. To drill. Yes. Shout out. Rest in peace. Yes. Rest in peace. Shout out to BT Uncut. BT Uncut. Yes. Must be up because it ain't your face. <laughs> I wanna. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. So the last point they have is a graduate turns in club scene. So remember when Beyonce's Renaissance came out and Drake's Honestly Nevermind came out? The whole thing is like it was like dance music, right? And um, you know. Two of the year's biggest rap songs, the Lil, Lil Uzi verse, I Just Wanna Rock, which I love that song. I Just Wanna Rock. I, I, that's a jam. Uh, but those are like club hits too. And so they're saying like, you know, hip, the, the more popular music is kind of like the dance club, club scene music, not necessarily quote unquote hip hop, making room for lyrics and so on and so forth. Now, I'm sure Drake is reading this is like, see, y'all need me. The streets, I'm sure, I'm sure the next song he makes will say, Y'all need me, right? Some some version of that, right? Nobody's hot till I'm till I'm here. Or yeah, and you know, yay, it was dealing with he dealing with some stuff. You know what I'm saying? He ain't trying to he ain't put on an album. So it's just like the people who would drop some stuff. I mean, shoot, even if Jay-Z drops something, would it go number one? Depending on what it is, but it had to be with Beyonce, right? So, you know, I think what you and I agree, and most people would agree, hip-hop isn't as innovative as it used to be. Like, you know, there was a point where, like, you look at, you think of, like, Jay-Z, Ludacris, Missy, Snoop, uh, you know, um, Common. Like, those are five different, five or six different rappers, and they sound different. They rap different, you know, they're talking about different things. And it's like, remember, you have, you would have everybody's album. Like when Outcast dropped, it was like, yo, this is different, right? right? This is completely different. For the most part, you know, I'm I'm shocked at the young people because it's like this song sounded just like the last song. I don't, it sounded just like the last song. Like, how do you know the difference? <laughs> it's like, shout out, shout out to uh, Williams College when they were party, the soca parties. They, I'm so, I think, listen, they're going to be so offended. But sometimes, you know, they're playing the, the music, you know, you whining and all the stuff. And it's like, I never knew when to leave because it's like, it, it kept sounding like the same song. You know, you would stop dancing when the song changed, but it kept sounding like the same song. All the people who knew these songs were screaming. That's the only time I knew it was like, oh, this is a different song. I can leave now. I, I, and I'm not leaving in the middle of, of a song. But it's like, that's how hip hop feels now it's like everything sounds the same and i think also you know we're getting to a place like you know like i said people by dying it because before it was like it was all it was just more like cussing and people people weren't dying from it right it was right. like maybe people were fighting or it was like okay it's gonna be wild up in here but what nobody just dying like that that's why biggie and pox's death was so like whoa it was a big deal like wait a wait a we minute slow down here Let's slow this stuff down, bro. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's like truly a lot, you know, a lot of hip hop artists have died 
again, maybe because we, we don't know him as much, it's that it hasn't resonated as hard. But that's that's been the truth. So I think hip hop can get it together. Like with anything, somebody will come out, excuse me, and um, you know, push the envelope, do something different, get back rapping again. Because truly, even last year, the, one of the best guys we talked to people who've been in the game what 10, 15 years. Nas's King Disease Three was a beautiful album. Nas old, right? But it's like ain't no young cat coming. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Ain't no young dude coming for it. And it's like Andre. I read a quote from Andre Three Thousand talking about everybody's trying to get the check. I think that's real because people can see the money they guys can get from it. It's easier to put music out now too. Because think about it. Before you had to really like rap in front of a lot of people, impress a lot of people. You had to be different because it's like what well, we heard that we ain't, we ain't got to sign you. I think that's the one thing about the the music business changing like. Like the labels dying because when it, when, it, when it was label, like you know, trust me, I'm not like pro label, but hit me out. When you had a label, there was like a development to you, right? There was a whole area in the label there they were developing you as an artist. You knew wasn't just out here like giving whack concerts. They was they had somebody going do it again. That's not that's not. Or they had you on the little slow kind of tour to get your show together, right? right or right. again. You had like the point I just made. You had to kind of prove you're worthy of the deal. Like you know, we ain't just giving these deals away. Are you different? Are you better? Are you good? You know what I'm saying? You you in the shop just working. Now you know it's probably Soldier Boy's fault, but you put the, you put a song out there, and it's like that's kind of hot. You know what I'm saying? It's like and he just lucked up on it. Like well, actually, no disrespect, Soldier Boy. He ain't luck up on it because Soldier Boy, if if you look at it, he got some, he got a string of joints that's like. Okay, but then people started saying, well, I can do it too. Get a little whatever machine, beat machine, get a little crazy little hook, and now I'm up. But they haven't been developed as an artist. They haven't learned how to properly perform, right? But they have big followings because now you can just stream it, catch it on YouTube, and people just catch it just because it's a gimmick or it's a game. And now you are now immensely popular. You can sell out a show, but your show is boo-boo. Right. Because you haven't probably you, you didn't go through the steps, and then that you know you go to the show and you're like, ah, that was cool, that was fine, and then then it's the, the cycle continues. So you got to put out another gimmick, or you do what hits, which is the same stuff, and then you're back in the cycle and making a check. So, I, I, as with anything, some some kid is right now in in this house with a hoodie on and probably a dangly earring and big pants, and just like. I'm gonna change, I'm gonna bring back the essence of hip hop with some new. With, you know, it's gonna be wild. It might be. And it's gonna be dope. And he's gonna be the new Kanye, the new Drake, the new whatever. He or she, right? So you know, I, I, I it is shocking, but you know, all things come to an end. Uh, but that's not to say it can't shock. Well, that's not the end. No, don't, don't, let's not say it's the end. Yeah. Hopefully. But I mean, this this streak, the streak came to an end, right? Where a hip hop song was the number one, was number one at least at one point in the year. I'm saying, hopefully, it, restart, it restarts though. Yeah, no, 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 we're saying the same thing. I'm, yeah. I'm just saying, like, okay, it happened. Maybe this caused people to go, all right, let's do something different. Let's do something more innovative and not the same thing. But I mean, if it's working, by I the way, what was the what was the first album? That was a uh, that was number one. Which number one? Yeah, in '93. Uh, let me see the number one album in '93. You love it. Shout out to Sheezy, Wu Tang Clan, Into the Wu Tang. Really, debut yeah. album, huh? Yeah. Interesting. Okay, I wouldn't have guessed that, but all right. 
Hey, man, that makes sense. Shout out to Sheezy. I would have thought 90, no, I'm thinking 93. I would have thought maybe uh, Snoop Dogg. That's 92. Doggy Style. No, Doggy Style was 93. You sure? Positive, yeah. Because Chronic mm. came out in 92. And then they, they came about the next, Doggy Style came out the next year. Well, so I'm Googling when it was Doggy Style released. I'm hoping it'll send me to some uh, illicit site. It probably will. Thanks, Ed. That's okay. Use, my children use my phone. Oh, good call by you. No, November 23rd, 93. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, good call by you, bro. Okay. But maybe that's why, because it came out so late in the year. Ah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, if it was November. Yeah, you're right. You're mm-hmm. right. Okay. okay. So, also, as it's a busy weekend, man, you know, Monday is Juneteenth. Yeah. So, you know, have you, are you going to a Juneteenth celebration? Our block club is actually throwing a uh, Juneteenth celebration. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to try to stop. I got to I got to I got to work. Same here, brother. I, you know, I, I thought we had this off. I thought I, I thought it was a federal holiday. Technically, I mean, we do have a holiday. But, you know, being that I work in sports and the White Sox are playing that day, yeah. I got to go in. So. Yeah, I'm not gonna complain. I don't work in sports, but I mean, you know, I kind of like my gig. So, hey, I'll be at work on Monday. It's cool. <laughs> uh, you know, maybe I wear something that is uh, representative of the day. You know, what I'm saying yeah, I figure, yeah. I figure something out, figure something out. Uh, but no, man, it's you know, things is Juneteenth. It's a Juneteenth holiday, and you know, you and I, we've talked about Juneteenth on the pod. Just about the, I think my favorite episode is the trademark. Episodes. So go find it if you can. I think it's last year when people last were trademarking yeah. Ju- Juneteenth red soda pop. <laughs> well, it was, man, I saw an article. I may have mentioned it on the pod is I can't remember what the story full story is about, but some group had a Juneteenth was ha- was having a Juneteenth event. It was uh the 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 group of people were white and they wanted to have white people on the Juneteenth posters and to say welcome to our Juneteenth event. <laughs> And like we want to be more inclusive. Like it don't work like that. Sorry, man. It's just it's a different event. Get the wrong holiday, bro. Uh, y'all went about this wrong. So they were heavily protested, and then they took those took said times said signs down. I've heard that there's some on some other uh, types of websites. Really? Um, yeah. But in that, and that's the they thing, begin right? with an O and and end with an F. They're having <laughs> Juneteenth specials. Okay. Not that I know for sure. Just that's you know, you just 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 heard about it. Yeah. Uh, No, but you know, Juneteenth. I hope is. I think to Doctor Williams' point last week. Please listen to Doctor Williams' episode if you had not. Just just what we had to understand what it really was about. Like these were the last people to find out that they were free. Like they was working on a on an old on an old contract, man. And it's like they get word got to them late, like, hey man, we feel like get away from us. And they're like, nah, dog, no, nah, hey, 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 put it down. No, man, don't get me beat up in his thing. And so, you know, as with all things, it is I would I would love to find out, like, like actually see like how word got out. I'd like, like to go into a time machine and you know go back and just just see, you know, how the how did how did word spread and then you know. Like was well, I mean, it just was well, it I mean, just that that you know the 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 slave owners came out and said hey you guys can't work for us anymore. That's well, it. I mean, how, did, how, some, did, how did the word come out? Well, I will imagine, but there was a whole war, right? That that was going on, <laughs> and, and it, it's like 
I think you figured out it stopped for a reason, and then you know you you figure what you they they detail which side won, right? Which is why you and I are doing this pod and talking about Juneteenth because you know the right side won, yeah, allegedly. Uh, and so another way, right, right, right. But the other side of it is you know. It's Texas, right? That's what that was. Those are the last Texas, people that yep. I found. And yep. so, you know, Texas was part was fighting for the South, right? Texas is deep. They already wanted to be separate from the United States. They probably just said, I don't care what they saying up there. This is what we do down here. You know what I mean? I believe, I believe that was it. And it's like it wasn't no phones, it wasn't notifications. It's just like they right, don't know. Right. They don't know. And it would probably want nobody trying to come to Texas like that. Like, man, you know, they're crazy in Texas. Let's just Figured the rest out. And once it was like, wait a minute, we got to tell these people, Jack. Got to let them know. You know, I, I believe that's how it went down. But, you know, I hope if you guys are having a juicy celebration, you know, you really know what the day is about. Like this is this has been a. And so just and just for people who know, this has just become a, fed, a federal holiday last year. But people have been celebrating Juneteenth since since Juneteenth. You know what I'm Absolutely. saying? This has been, yeah. this has been yeah. a black celebration. So this is enough. Nothing new. I think that's what comes. It comes across like this is a brand new thing. Now, nah, folks were celebrating this for forever, right? I think once it became a federal holiday, and then of course the murder of George Floyd kind of pu- pushed it along as a, like, see how much we loved you guys. We gave you a holiday that we've already right. been celebrating, and so you know it's it's cool. It's whatever you know. It's, it's all good. We, we just want to make sure that we honor the day and honor it properly. You know what I'm saying? I think that's that's the biggest thing. But again, just a busy weekend. It's like we talked about the Hyde Park here in Chicago Music Fest, and uh, that's going to be a pretty big show. We both discussed a little too rich for our blood, but you know it's all good. And we're golfing Saturday, so guys, you don't know. Ez is a great golfer, very fantastic golfer. Don't tell, don't tell no lies. I now, hey golfer. man, listen, listen, listen. I, so, wait, I play, I play golf on occasion. Well, yeah, yeah, not well. Not I, well. on the other hand. I'm not Tiger Woods. I'm 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 a uh, Bearcat Woods. Okay, I'm 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 a uh, <laughs> I'm Tiger Forest, Tiger Tree, if you will, man. Because my <laughs> my golf game is pretty bad. And Lion, you can attest, Lion Woods. You, you can attest. I'm very bad the first time I go out. I'm better by the end of the round. The first few rounds, like, what am I doing out here, man? Like, let me just get it together. But all this to say is right. So much happening. Over the weekend, right? All the celebrations. We are forgetting that it's freaking Father's Day. That's, okay. That's the way it works, man. All right, man. I mean, I thought about this. Mother's Day is Mother's Day. Ain't nothing else happening on Mother's Day. You understand? Ain't no festivals. Ain't no holiday. Ain't no other holiday. Ain't no concerts. If it's a concert, it's a Mother's Day concert. You understand me? All these uh uh K Jeweler commercials, man. Everything's Mother's Day. I just I just started seeing Father's Day commercials. Oh yeah, yeah. Don't forget, get your daddy something. Happy Juneteenth. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> People going out of town for Juneteenth on Father's Day. Come on, man. If you listen to the pot enough, you know how I feel about Father's Day. I feel like fathers don't get the respect they deserve, man. But no, but in all seriousness, right? I was talking to my niece to, uh, today. Shout out, shout out to Jay. It's like that is odd. How like I've had people ask me. So so Sunday, you we getting up? No, nah, man. <laughs> no, like I got a father. It's like, wait a minute. And I was thinking, nobody would even ask that question on Mother's Day. Like, if it was Mother's Day, you would not be saying to most people, "You so you want to get up on Sunday?" You, no, people, even if they don't, you know, they're not going to see their mom or what have you. You just, you just assume. 
I'm not, you know, you are busy, you know what I'm saying? Or like, we'll get up another day. Father's Day, so what? Y'all want to go go do this on a, on Sunday? I mean, nothing's Father's Day, right? And my niece made a good point. She was like, you know, with Mother's Day, it just feels like even if, you know, maybe not get along with your mom, whatever, it's just like, you know, she's still your mom. or But it's not it's not like an anger thing. Father's Day is associated with an anger thing. And that and that part is sad, right? Because I feel like... Wait, wait. Why is that? Well, because usually it's like a lot of people like, I can't stand my dad, right? I don't... And, and, see, and the thing is, you and me are different. I think you and I talked about this before. Yeah. It's just you and I have dads who like... People consider dad their their dad too. You know what I'm saying? And it's like we grew up with our father, and you know we learn from our fathers. I think we're both named after our fathers, right? Uh-huh. It's like we, you know, we we are we like you know our fathers probably do some stuff we ain't like, but we understood a lot of those things, and we want to be men like them. Like I'd say it anytime if I could be half a pop, my my dad is a man's man. He know I do any and everything. But yeah. I can be like half that. I'm killing. You understand right me? Yeah. But unfortunately, that's not everybody's like testimony man like people like so from a woman's perspective like maybe their father wasn't around to show them like love and affection and they searching for it or they you know made some promises they couldn't keep you know or like uh for for for, for guys their dad you know they he chose somebody else that's that's always a narrative but it's like that can't be the because that can't be the only narrative because you and I are living proof of it right we right. have dads and I just hate that that's like that's the automatic narrative when it comes about fatherhood and it's just kind of like stuff we accept right this is just what the father is today so i i i applaud my family right and you know uh, for just we we consistently have a father's day celebration like it's not a throwaway like i know families like they do a big for mother's day and it's joe nathan for father's day and it's like you ain't got <laughs> y'all somebody here got a daddy like just 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 doing the math just how this works so one of you just got a father That's somebody right. got a daddy you know what i'm saying but again i i can't speak to but it's like that's that's the that's the part i struggle with right how hard do i go on the y'all ain't celebrating fathers enough but i don't know what some of these fathers have done right, right. there's some fathers who uh they make a lot of promises to these kids don't come through right they make they make a lot of promises to these these women you know who they they have uh they went into partnership with these kids and didn't come through right but i mean but it but it feels like that covers all of the fathers and i just feel like that's not fair like again i joke with my niece just like the, the sermons at church on, on mother's day go like this you know even if your mother was me she was still your mother you should love her and cherish her on mother's day the Father's Day message is your father's probably a bum, but you got, but you got God. What? Come on, man. You serious right now? Like, yo, are you serious, man? Uh, so I'm sure you guys are listening to this pod and like, ooh, I ain't even getting a Father's Day gift yet. You suck. I said it. You suck. I'm going in, is going in today, is. Well, yes, I, I haven't done that, but you know. Hey, but listen, but as you go, we got, I, we got plenty of time. Plenty of you go the running joke we say it every year is Mother's Day. If you ain't got a car, <laughs> if, if you ain't got a car by Thursday, guess what? You're not getting a car. You might just make a car. Make one. Just make one. Uh, it's plenty. Father, it's plenty. Plenty of Father's, Father's Day, Day bro. It, it's going to be Father's Day cars. What's for, on the Father's Day? What the 18th? That's the 18th. Yeah, June. 
18th at 5 p.m., there are going to be stacks of beautiful Father's Day cards in there. Okay. <laughs> like, just so you know, just ready to go. Just ready to go. So, I just asked you guys if there is a father figure, you know, your, your uh, brother, friend, boyfriend, husband, uh, best friend, brother, you know what I'm saying? Like, try to honor them on fathers because being a father is not an easy job, right? I didn't realize how difficult it was. And of course, it's like, duh. But once you have kids, I started to see like, it's a difficult line that you're always walking. Like with the mom, and again, I'm not trying to generalize or undermine what mothers. And let me just say this point. I think a lot of times when we talk about like men versus women, mothers versus fathers, it's like it's like in the NBA, you can't if you talk about LeBron versus well, that's a that's a bad uh, example because Michael Jordan's way better than uh, LeBron. Shout shout out, but like if you're comparing two players, you are, you kind of got to put down the other one to prop up the other to prop up one, right? And that shouldn't be the case. You just say they both are great in these ways. Right. So I feel like I'm just gonna caveat with this conversation. We can talk about how the difficulty of being a father and the joys of being a father without putting down motherhood. So everybody cool? Everybody got it? Great. So when you walk in the line, fine line of fatherhood, it's like with a, from what I see, a mom can really lean into the nurturing, to the caring part, right? But as a father, it's like, it feels as if you do, if you lean too much into that, then who, just who's doing the discipline part, Right. But then you discipline too much. And that's something I struggle with all the time. If I discipline too much, they don't want to talk to me. If I don't discipline enough, I got some bad kids on my hand, right? And right. That's, not, that's not even talking about like whooping a kid. It's just like somebody got to be the line, right? right. And it's just, it's just a father's voice. And if you're doing it right, your mannerisms just carry a little bit differently. Like now I'm, out, I'm to the point, I walk in the room, it's the best from the world. I walk in the room, fam. If my face is certain way to go, sorry, dad. Oh, my bad. We'll, we'll turn it down. Thank you. I, I, I had to say nothing. That's been that's eleven years though. That's eleven years at it though, fam. You understand? Um, so shout out to Marshall. We had, we worked on this project. Uh, we hopefully it come out one of these days. It's in the, it's in the vault. Is you probably still got sent to you, but it was some stuff. So I took some yeah, notes of stuff I'm, called. I'm all ears. Called, it's called dads and don'ts, right? Because I a while back I wrote down a lot of notes about just things I wish I and maybe you know maybe I might put this to a book as right things I wish I would have known. Or things that people would have told me before I had a kid, right? Or not a kid, kids, right? Yeah. Because I feel like with fatherhood, it's almost like we're supposed to know how to do it. We never get a, ch- we don't get a chance to mess up. You just kind of got you either like dads are good at it or not, and that's not fair because it it's a lot of learning into it. Like I feel like granddads get it because it's like they knew what it is. They they lean into being mushy. They do tea parties they just they love it right but it's like they've been the hard men like i <laughs> never forget my pops helped me with a furnace and uh once and the kids were like three and i just put them to bed be like if you don't get to bed somebody said like a when you put kids to bed it sounded like a stick up get on the ground lay down now <laughs> get down i'm gonna bust you <laughs> so i had get just done my stick up we're working on a furnace kid runs out and I go, didn't I tell you to get to bed? My dad goes, come on, son, it's okay. Paul, Paul here. I looked at him like, what? <laughs> you just threw everything in here at me, man. You get soft. But back to dads and don'ts. So this is things I wish 
uh, and this is a couple of things, man, uh, that I just I want to read from it that just kind of helped me as a father, right? And things I thought about that if you know if you know a father or thinking of a father, your father listen to this, you might appreciate because I just want to really put out there if you're trying to be a, a good parent mom or dad it is a hard job like if somebody telling you being a parent is easy they ain't watching their kids they got nannies and stuff like because if you're really watching your old kid it's hard and it is taxing and you are exhausted and you're always thinking i just screwed that up i'm there this is i plenty of times ago oh yeah they talk about therapy this and that the therapy session when they get older yep this is definitely going to talking to therapists about this hope the therapist is, is kind with me for sure you know but one thing uh, from the dads and don'ts list is you don't have to be your kid's only teacher, right? So like there's a pressure, I think, dads feel about teaching your kids everything. Like you, you don't want to show them how to throw a ball. You want to show them how to tie the tie. You don't want to show them how to drive the car. You don't want to show them. And I thought about it. I was like, that's a lot for you to know. Do you even know all these things, right? And I think as a if you're trying to be a successful dad, you have to like, let that go, right? Because maybe you want your kid to play baseball, you don't want to play baseball. So you meet you, you keep me cooking up somebody like smoke, shot smoke to teach them how, right? And that's that doesn't make you less of a dad or less of a man because you didn't teach everything. Like my dad didn't teach me how to tie a tie. Actually, of all people, Dr. Williams taught me how to tie a tie, right? You know, people say I'm a I'm a chivalrous man, chivalrous man. I mean, uh, it's Shavar, I know Shavar, my bad. You know, I was, I was feeling my feeling, feeling French right now. Parlez-vous, Uh, too much. Uh, but yeah, man, like I learned how to be a a chivalrous man from the men in my church. But uh, God, God bless his soul, my uncle Bubba, and God bless his soul, Dick and Nick. Like they taught me about you know standing up when a woman comes in, or you know extending your hand to somebody, like give me your right hand to people, right? Like that's. I learned, and not, and not that my dad didn't show me, but it's like those are the men I learned it from. And so I think as a father, you have to make your child coachable, teachable, right? Like if somebody teaches them something, they learn how to listen. They learn how to gather the information, be respectful of the information, right? And that's something that, that's something they can get from you. Like we got to give them a foundation. But I feel like just releasing the pressure of you don't have to teach your kid everything. You just because you can't. Right. And that's something I had to figure out because I'm trying to just every little thing on teach you how to play soccer. You should do this. And I'm going crazy like, bro, I don't know all this stuff. <laughs> but guess what? I can take you. You're going to be to practice on time and I'm going to help you when, when they teach you. I'm going to figure it out, too. OK, man. And that that's the part of being a good dad. Um, You know, one thing now I wrote this in a certain way, but it's like you have to fight to know your kid. Right. And so this is another dads and don'ts. So, so with a, the reason I feel like a lot of times a dad isn't celebrating, no, because he's not close to the kid, because you think, because you see the mom, they bond, I mean, you have to, you have to remember that person was in her whole body, like, and, and the way the system set up, I said the system, like it's white supremacy, the way the system set up, <laughs> <laughs> the way the system is set up, that baby just naturally bonds with that kid. So as a father, you literally have to fight to know this kid. Like you got to teach them who you are. You got to teach them where, how you how you look, how you smell. Like that's why it's really big. Got to take them where you go. Just tell them what you like. 
And a lot of times that's hard because it feels like it comes naturally to a mom. But again, because of the of the just the nature of it all. But it's just it's, it's not natural for you. So you have to make it a consistent effort. And that can be hard. That can be a lot of work. But I promise you guys, like that's the only way to really get to know your kid and know them. Like I think about my mom. I was just with her all the time. I know my mother. I didn't realize it. I know her tendencies. I know what she like. I know what she don't like. I know, I know everything about my mom. But my dad had to figure out because I thought he was a mean dude, right? I was like, you know, he don't like nothing. But the older we get, it's like, oh, you're just like me. You know what I'm saying? You you're exactly like me, dude. Uh so but it it it, it takes that. I think if you got young children, a young child, it just it, as a dad, it just takes a lot of work. It's, and it's not like hard work. It just takes more effort. I mean, that's a better word it is. It just right. takes more effort and more creative effort and just really being open to your. I think we don't, we miss out on the child and what they like because we want them to like what we like, but it's like they are, they are in a person. They are a mix of you and their mother. They are a person who's never been here before. They're going to like things differently. They're going to hear music differently. They're going to see TV shows differently. So you have to allow for that to happen. That's the whole part of, that's the effort part getting into that man um and last thing man i think you know i, I, it's, I got a lot of these points maybe i'll do this I'll do the segment again is uh you you have needs right because as a father and as a man we are taught a lot that our needs don't matter like that's just the truth and people don't you know you know it's, it's almost like our needs don't matter right and it's not just a father it's a man thing like you're taught to suck it up. You are taught to kind of keep it to yourself and deal with it. And then we become these 40 plus year old men who do, who got all these emotions and don't know how to manage them. Right. We like, just leave me alone. Give me a bitch up. You know what I mean? It's just like, that's no good. Right. And then, and then you know, our, our, our wives and significant others, like, I can't, why can't you talk to me? Why talk to the kid this way? Blah, 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 blah. And I think we have to start owning that we have needs. And when I say needs, it's not just, it's at like, you have things that you need to deal with. You have things that you need to say. And that's the only way you'll be the best father you can be is if you recognize that you are not perfect. You know, one of the best things my dad said to me was that, son, I'm just trying to figure out, figure it out just like you, right? And it's, and it's like, that released me from trying to be a perfect guy and just, and just try to really figure out, all right, what do I need? Like one thing I do, with my children is I apologize to them. I know my mother would gasp and she would throw the uh, plate of chicken at me for saying that. But sometimes I, I wanted them to know like, hey man, you make a mistake. You make mistakes. And sometimes, you know, maybe I probably went overboard yelling at you because like I was mad about something at work or something else. I took it out on you, you know, and that's not fair. You know what I'm saying? And so like at that at that stage, I, I, need, I need to know that, you know, I need a minute you know what I'm saying? I need, I need time. I need space. But if you just, if, you know, if you don't recognize that you just hauling off on kids, cause this is what you think you do. Right. But you got to tap in with yourself because if you don't check in with yourself, and it's not just again for fathers, for all men, if you don't check in with yourself, you know, you're, you're probably living have you're probably living less of a life than you could be. Right. You could be living a, a very fulfilling life, but you know yourself. Because it's not about is being a perfect man. 
is being a self-aware man. So, you know, like this situation makes me upset. I'm going to leave y'all. Have a good night. You know what I'm saying? Or this stuff makes me great. Give me two more, please. You know what I'm saying? So right. that that's 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 what it's about. And, for, and you know, unfortunately, we kind of look up on these things. We never know how it starts. We just go, okay, this was great. I'll keep it going. Or we do things that like we think makes us feel good. And it's just it's just going somewhere else. So we 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 all you have needs and you have to manage them because you can't people can't help you if you can't articulate what you need. And then when it bringing it back to fatherhood, then how can you be a good father and teaching someone if you can't even know what to teach them, right? It's just, you know, you're just kind of showing them stuff and hoping it stick. But like when you know, because again, I gotta give it to my dad. The older he gets, the more vulnerable he is about things. I guess he won't mind me sharing this. He probably will, but he doesn't listen to pot anyway. So don't tell my dad I said this. But one thing he said, he said, son, listen, you got to get to a point when you ask what you're doing all this stuff for. He's like, you know, I found myself, I was trying to help everybody in the world, you know, do this, do that. And he was like, and for what? What did it get me? And that hit me because that's what I, I was like in the middle of that, like trying to be everywhere here. I make it to your event, this event, that's it. I'm there. And it's like, and they like, for what? Right? And uh, he said, I could have been taking care of my own house to make sure my stuff is straight, but I was all over the place. He said, son, don't do that. And I mean, that was, even though, I, I mean, I'm still bad at that, but I I, I know that there's a, a different way to do it, right? And I appreciate that. If he wasn't that vulnerable with me, I would have thought something was wrong with me, right? Unless, until something really bad happened, you know what I'm saying? So I think what I do, I, I got like, 30 more of these, man. So I might do this, come back and do this dads and don'ts. And if it's the number one bestseller next year, guys, I'll remember some of you little people. Uh, say, you know, don't give it away for free. Yeah, yeah, don't give it for yeah. So we'll stop there and write the book. So yeah, so now that it's in the air, can nobody steal this name because we have it in the public sphere. Right. Shout out to marketing class. So as man, let's uh as I've just been berating and ranting about Father's Day, I'll give you a space to give uh the original Mr. McCann, a uh, happy happy Father's Day shout out, man. Yes, sir. Happy, 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 happy Father's Day to my dad. Um, we're gonna try to make it a good Father's Day. Let's let's, Please let's do. put that there. Yeah, yeah. Please yeah. Do. We're gonna follow in Rob's Rob's direction here. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. And, and I want to give a Father's Day shout out to the original Bob Griggs. Uh, you know, I love that man dearly. And he's not a perfect man. That's why I love him. You know what I'm saying? Because he he gave me the room to not be perfect, but to be myself, and to be and to be my best self, and just get better every day. I mean, he's still seventy. He was studying for a CDL exam, dog. He's seventy nine years old. Crazy, crazy. Also, want to shout out Broski, uh, Yana Broski, aka Chris. What's up, bro? Uh, I just want to give him a shout out every year Father's Day because as he had a daughter, you know, earlier in the game, he had a daughter before before us all. And I remember vividly seeing him take that baby everywhere with him, everywhere he went. He just made it natural. And his whole goal was, I'm going to be this. I'm this girl's father. I go to every practice. I go to every meeting. And I remember thinking, that's what I'm going to do. So he always hates when I say this, but this is true. He he literally is like one of the, my one of my main models of why, why I parent the way I do. Because I saw him do it. And I was like, that's very important, very valuable. So I always try to shout out to Broski, man. It's my main bro. You know, he's also a, a newly minted Kappa. So, you know, throw up the sign whenever you see him, whatever the calls are, you know, all that fun stuff. But Father's Day to all of you, you and especially you. And, uh, you know, again, if you got a good father, know a good father, treat him well, treat him right. And if there's a father figure in your life, 
wish him a happy Father's Day as well. And even if you don't get along with your pops, man or woman, you know, make it a, make it a point to whatever the father figure you can have or be, you know, value that as well. And I'm all, I'm just big on mending relationships if you can, because you know, forgiveness helps you, not them. You know what I'm saying? It makes you feel better. It, and it's not about that person because you never know what's holding you back from living the life you need to. And sometimes it's forgiving the person. Maybe you don't even tell them that you're sorry, that, that I'm sorry, that you don't even need them to say they're sorry. You just forgive them and forget about it and keep it pushing. And you can start living and moving on to other things. So that's my sidewalk therapist uh, note of the day. So as yes, this is the super duper pod. I miss anything? No, I think you covered it all. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Thank you guys for listening. We do not take your listens lightly. Make sure you leave a review. Make sure you give us five stars. Cause if you, you know, we not that bad. So I mean, one, two, and three. I mean, Can't okay. Be that bad. Four, you might as well just go slide that thing right over to five, right? Help us out. Help us make sure people can find us that so they can check out the show. Uh, but as I appreciate you, brother, couldn't do this without you, man. Uh, again, make sure you follow us online at hp53productions.com and also on Instagram at superduperpod, S-U-P-A-D-U-P-A-P-O-D. Make sure you take care of yourselves and each other. Hey, mama, and happy Father's Day. This is the Super Duper Podcast. I woke up.